0: Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at That's Byte.com. That's B Y T E.com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte.
1: You are listening to the 23 Personnel Podcast, where food and sports clash at the goal line. Here are your hosts, Spencer and Michael.
2: All right, everybody, welcome back to another episode of the 23 Personal Podcast, episode 171, Decision 2020. I'm your host, Spencer, joined by Michael.
3: Hello, everybody. I am proud to announce that the 23 Personal Podcast will be a complete and total election coverage podcast this evening. All we're going to discuss is early voting results. Uh, We're going to look at maps. We're going to talk about these maps you will not be able to see these maps, but we're going to talk about them. It's going to be exciting. Um, I can't wait to dive into politics with you. I mean, we will probably talk tech sports first, so it may it may trail at the end, but whew, all right, I'm ready.
2: You know what I'm most excited about? Reading off names of counties, you have no idea what they are, where they are. The, their political leanings in the 2016 election, or 2012, or 2008, 2004. But we're here to bring you the... uh the election analysis. You know what, guys? News alert! Breaking. Too close to call from New Mexico. Zero percent Biden. Zero percent Trump. Okay. No votes reporting. Okay. Too soon to call. It's
3: a call. Too soon to call. Okay, oh, all right. Thanks for breaking, breaking
2: that
3: in. Okay. Thank you for that. Thank you for that update, Spencer. We we really oh, needed I, that. I, and you know, I we'll can't. be providing these as we get them uh, from my from my producer through the speakers here. Uh, we have a very world-class producer who always keeps us in the loop on the most up-to-date political election coverage. We're always ears to the ground and ready to serve you, the listener. Yeah. So let's get going, man. I can't tell you how many times... I've had the election stuff turned on for like an hour and a half,
2: maybe at the house, if that. I can't tell you how many times they've broken in too close to call with zero precincts reporting. It's like, well, great. Thanks
3: for (laughs) bringing me that. Well, it's not even that's not even the correct way to say it. It's just not Oops. enough information to call. It's, <laughs> it's just, like what's not is close. Just... We don't even know if it's close. Zero 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 zero. All right. Um All right. for
2: uh apolitical, sports only content, follow us over on Twitter at 23 Personnel, at Suck, which is me, Spencer, and at Michael underscore LBK. Michael, I'm sure. Sh- I know we'll talk about this and what we learned, but I had somebody claim that I was hiding behind an anonymous account. I was like, it's a podcast, so it's a show, but we also yeah. lead off every single episode by saying, follow me, Spencer, at puntsuck. suck.
3: Well, and this, this person <laughs> who I, who we will discuss later oh. claimed to be a listener. We're, we're, so we're you figure if, if they're devoted listeners then they would know that we rattle off our our uh what do you call them handles handles cb handles i, I went back to <laughs> cb smoking the bandit days but that's that's what they are so we yeah. rattle them off before the beginning of every show so they should know that but
2: you know i, I hide behind an anonymous podcast account do you, you can also follow us on instagram uh, instagram.com or open up the Instagram app. Don't don't go to Instagram.com. That's stupid. Open up Instagram, go to the show, 23 Personal podcast. Uh, if you do want to open up a website, I suggest you open up teespring.com. Go grab you one of the most comfortable hoodies you will ever wear. Teespring.com slash stores slash 23 Personal podcast. We've got all the hoodie colors and logo options for you to choose. It is flirting with hoodie. Susan hoodie season again election season it's man most comfortable i've ever worn and as always if you want to catch us on the radio saturday mornings 10 to noon on rob bros college tailgate show kkam.com talk 1340 espn 960 talk 1340 mobile app you can catch myself michael With host rob
3: bro it is his show definitely his show always glad to be a part of it it's just fun to get to hang out with rob for a couple hours every saturday oh it is a blast um we have
2: more basketball news we'll talk about some big 12 and texas tech basketball and obviously bring you football news roster injury updates updates on our tragic numbers secondary performances look around the big 12 and then give you our tcu preview guys the wait is over football is in full effect many teams strutting their stuff our kansas city chiefs our man patrick mahomes my goodness we didn't deserve. Like, there are so many things about him that are just perfect. Um, <laughs> you might not be at a game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on everything imaginable this season, from game spreads and totals, team, player, and coaching props. Bet Online gives you more options to wager than any place online. Head to Bet Online today and use promo code Armchair to take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Bet Online, your online sports book experts all right yeah i i suggest we start off with basketball what do you say michael pitter patter
4: here comes stevenson shot clock is at three Mooney spins fires oh he got it to go Edwards with a three good what a shot Kyler Edwards already doubled into two oh, goals who puts it down already a new member of the final four club and they hail from Lubbock, Texas.
2: All right. The big 12 preseason poll did come out this week. Texas Tech picked to finish entirely too low at number
3: five. Yeah, the the point system. Okay, Baylor came in at number one, Kansas, number two. Baylor had seven first place votes. Kansas had three, is how I read that. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so they respectively had 79 and 73 points in the poll. West Virginia at 61, Texas at 58, Texas Tech at 53, so.
4: This is it, we've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge.
3: according to the pollsters
2: three to five are really close yeah within eight points
3: yeah um, you know i don't see it i I had someone remark to me on twitter and i don't necessarily disagree with them that they feel that texas or that tech is one of the top five teams in the country maybe Uh, but this could go on to maybe this isn't so bad maybe this isn't so crazy um i obviously think that Texas being ranked above Tech is, it it, it leaves a lot to be desired for me. I don't see the reasoning behind it, I guess, because they had a more stable roster transition from the last season than Tech did. Tech was kind of mediocre last year. Not mediocre, but they weren't setting the world on fire. Um, I really wish they would have gotten to play each other in that Big 12 tourney game and just kind of get another chance at them, but, I'm not seeing all the love there, but it it does comfort me a little bit to know that they were only five points ahead of tech. So I'm I'm not going to get too worked up over it. Uh, You know, what are your overall thoughts on it? Well, first let me give you my thought on the Texas bit.
2: They still have Shaka smart.
3: (laughs) I don't know why they're he's great. They love him. The the Texas fans absolutely love him. Uh, He's, (laughs) He's the best thing to happen to their program. They they never talk about firing him. They want to build a statue. Shaka Smart may
2: be the best thing for Texas for the rest of the conference, keeping them Con- concur from competing where they should be. Um, if you are a reader, an avid reader over at Staking the Plains, you saw the there's an article today that Seth published Tuesday on Mac McClung and the Texas Tech roster. He wraps it up talking about the T rankings. Uh, It's one of Seth's favorite analytic websites. Um, But their numbers project Texas as the best team in the country. West Virginia is the second best. Baylor, the fifth. Texas Tech, the sixth. Kansas, the 12th. If the Big 12 really has five teams in the top 12 of the country and three
3: of the top sorry, four, the top six. Ooh. Yeah, that's what I was trying to, that's what I was trying to decide if if this poll really matters that much, if it's true that the B- Big 12 basketball is, and they have been, one of the best conferences in the country for the last three or four years, would you say? A lot of it has to do with Texas rise. Uh, well, has West Virginia with- and has Baylor. always had good teams. Go ahead say what. No, I was going to say
2: like, the the right. I mean, when West Virginia joined the conference, that they were a pretty strong addition in basketball. Oh yeah, Texas has been pretty good, and it was always been Kansas, but it feels like Baylor and Texas Tech coming on. Uh, Iowa State every now and then will, will jump up. Oklahoma had a pretty competitive year last year. Um, as good as we thought Texas Tech was, they they finished five hundred in the conference, which I think says more about the conference being strong than Texas Tech being down. I mean, Baylor won like what was it? What do we say like 20 games in a row last year. Yeah, um, West Virginia unstoppable. is unstoppable. I mean, sneaky, underrated, good team that like isn't pulling in the five-star recruits but could be competing for a I mean, at least a conference title. Um Kansas picked. I mean, in the Big 12 poll, 2nd, which is kind of a, a a surprise, a shock to me because they've I mean, they they're like Oklahoma in football. They always win it. It feels like, um, but yeah. So th- this upcoming season, I think one with with how competitive and how strong the the rest of the conference is, at least the top half, it's really fascinating and interesting for me to see that Texas Tech may have its most complete and talented roster maybe ever.
3: Yeah, it it, it keeps happening. <laughs> I feel like we have we the same that conversation every yeah. for the last three years. Uh, and I guess we should finish off by the, the, the bottom five. It's kind of a pretty good drop from there. Texas tech, of course at fifth with 53 points, Oklahoma six with 39. So pretty good drop from, mm. from fifth to six uh, following them at seven is Oklahoma state then Iowa state TCU at nine and Kansas state at 10 in the conference. i uh, I don't tend to get worked up on preseason polls because I can't considering how much I like to make fun of them. <laughs> so it's it's something I like to reference later and look back on and say, gosh, how wrong were we? Uh, including the year that I, I think Tech was picked fourth the year they went to the national title game. You, you know, nobody knows. No, <laughs> so weren't they it, lower than that, but, like s- seventh or ninth? It may, may have. I, or TCU was picked above them. Maybe TCU was fourth whatever I always notice TCU TCU's yeah.
2: picked above Tech because it always it bothers me. That does bother me. Jamie Dixon, wow, what
3: a what a job, man! What a job. Um, yeah, he he totally didn't want to move to California. Not not no. at all. That was no. just. He, yeah, he wanted to stay in TCU for, forever. Forever. <laughs> Other news, it's like soccer smart, build the statue.
2: <laughs> Other news in the Texas Tech basketball. Uh, transfer guard Mac McClung received his eligibility waiver. I think we, we kind of hinted at that a minute ago. Uh, every chance anybody got, we tweeted at the NCAA, it was t- time to grant McClung's waiver. They came through. So everybody that transferred in is eligible this year. Um, even Jamari Spurton, who I think was the longest of shots. I think the staff was expecting him to not receive it or to at least be able to register but he'll be eligible, um, obviously, in Tomboy, s- set out his year. Tyreek Smith will be back from an injury-slash-redshirt. McClung transferring in. The grad transfer, Marcos Marcus Santos-Silva from VCU. Um, and then, of course, you've got the loaded roster of returning talent, right? You've got uh, Kyler Edwards. Um, I'm going to blank on everybody's name. Oh, you're good.
3: You've got Nadalny... Terrence Shannon. Uh, Yep. Who's the other? Kevin McCuller, McCuller, who I'm really excited about. And Tom, like I said. Yeah. uh, McCuller was really coming on at the end of the season last year. And just kind of, he's one of those guys that seems quiet. I don't know if he is. I obviously don't know him personally. But he just seems like one of those kind of quiet assassin types that's just going to be down there. He's going to out-rebound you. He's going to make great shots, good passes. He's long and lean. He's he's a fun player. i I'm probably I don't want to say most excited to see him this season, but it's up there. Yeah. So let me go through the the, the roster real quick and tell you who all here and who all has eligibility
2: guards. You've got Kyler Edwards, Clarence and freshman Namari Burnett, junior do everything blue collar worker Avery Benson and then transfers Jamaris Burton and Mac McClung. Your forwards: Terrence Shannon, Kevin McCuller, freshman Micah Peavy, yes. who played with Jamice Ramsey in high school. Gosh, I I've linked on his first name for a second. Um, and then you got Joel and who sat out last year. Tyreek Smith, who sat out last year with an injury slash redshirt, and freshman Chibuzo Agbo, Marcus Santos Silva. And then your seven foot one center, Vladislav
3: Golden. I heard one of the, the local radio guys mention this recently and it, it's a great point. You you don't list yourself as seven one unless you're seven one. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's not like a rounding up thing. This isn't a guy that's six eleven. This is a guy that's seven foot one inches tall. He's 80. a two hundred forty-pound freshman. Yeah, he's he's lean and mean, but you know, that's that's uh strength and and training staff. The results we've seen from them over the last several years have been phenomenal. So he will definitely bulk up uh, in the in the hands of those professionals. Yeah, stands eighty five inches tall off the ground. We need a big guy, man. I mean, that's that's one thing that seems to have always not always, but seems to have plagued Tech. Uh, I think that was definitely a weakness for them last year. But you know, with in and Tyreek Smith both on the bench at six eight and six seven those guys would have been helpful. Um, and having them back will obviously be huge. And then if we need a seven, one center out there every now and then I'd love to see it. Yeah, for sure. And then of course the,
2: I mean, he's not the tallest guy at six, seven Marcus Santa Silva, but I mean, he was ridiculously efficient (laughs) receiving, not receiving, uh, grabbing rebounds, crashing the boards. Um, which is surprising at his size, you know, like he's a, a forward sized player, but I mean, he was doing everything for VCU. Um, and I think the last thing we have is the NBA draft coming up in two weeks, the 18th.
3: Yeah. I kept reminding thinking, Oh, we, we need to talk about the draft and I'll I'll wait till it gets closer until it gets closer. Then all of a sudden it's November and so the draft is only two weeks away, really. Uh, so we'll see where Ramsey lands. Hopefully he'll get a, a good spot on a, on a solid team, get a chance to make that roster. I think his draft stock's been all over the place, so I'm not even going to go into it. But probably when we get closer to it, we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about it. Um, it's obviously not making the, the rounds of popular news at the moment is NBA draft stock right now. Yeah, I mean, with the um,
2: with the finals being over, I think everybody's kind of taking a break. Um, I just I just learned that jemias Ramsey and I share a birthday, June hey. the ninth. Although I'm twelve years older than this man is. Don't yeah, don't 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 worry about that. <laughs> That's just numbers. That's just a number. Um, so yeah, we'll we'll look forward to seeing where where Ramsey goes, um, joining out. Uh, who else in the NBA? Jared Culver, Jared Culver, um, Matt Mooney's out there, Tariq Owens. Is Mooney still out there? I believe he's, he's on some roster. I know Odiasse was at one point as Odiase, well. Odiase, yep. Um, Keenan Evans in the G League at least. Yes. So anyways. Last I heard, yes. And um, what's his name?
3: The freshman from two years ago. Oh, oh my gosh! How are we blanking on him? We're totally blanking on, on him. Oh, this is so embarrassing. The three sixty, the the kid who did the three sixty dunk in in Dallas at the. And all I can think of is Josh, and it has 1-ing. nothing to do with Josh. Oh, I am. I'm sorry, guys. Hey, can we can we just cut this out? We'll just cut this out. No one will ever know, right? Is it Zach? Zach Evans? No, no, it's not him. <laughs> Zach Smith.
2: Uh no. was, the other, was the other guy. <laughs> this is terrible. Dan, I'm so sorry. Oh my gosh, people are just screaming. Zaire Smith. Zaire Smith. I, I knew there was, a, there was a shared name in there somewhere.
3: All right. Oh, man, now that we've sorry, embarrassed ourselves. That's terrible. Let's move on
2: and talk football.
3: They go four up top.
4: They throw the fade to fasher. Caught touchdown. Delivery. Hand
1: off to Marcus Fields, down the sideline,
4: touchdown, Red Raiders, 97 yards. Harrell, back to throw, going deep down the sideline for Robert Johnson. And oh he, my. You got it, touchdown, Red oh. Raiders. Robert Johnson, touchdown, Red Raiders. Take a shot to the end zone. And it's a touchdown to Reginald Davis. Up there to throw. Over the top, Jakeen Grant. Touchdown, Texas Tech. Second down now. Deep strike. Got the big man. Contact turn. Cold spray. And touchdown. Red Raiders with a second to go. Let the scoring begin.
2: All right. I think. We'll start with roster slash injury updates. I did see that there are no, as a, I guess as of the last testing report, no active cases among the football team or staff. Woohoo. That's great news. It's good news. Um way to go. Although uh you did have some some players miss time uh versus Oklahoma. Sir Roger Thompson, I heard was a more of a re-injury. Um, or just reaggravated aggravated um, his chest injury.
3: Tony Bradford. Yeah, he, sorry. I, was, I, didn't, I didn't even, I'm sorry, man. He, that game was such a blur of of awfulness that I kind of forgot that he came in and he, he rushed, what, four times? Sure. I, I think it was four. It, it wasn't much, but it just surprised me that he came in at all with, with how well Brooks was handling everything. And especially if he was even, if he... At all. So just, sorry. Back to Tony Bradford. No, no,
2: you're, you're good. Uh, defensive lineman Tony Bradford apparently went down in pregame warmups. Uh, did not participate. And then Weston Wright, all three of those guys, offensive lineman Weston Wright, all three are considered day-to-day. We'll see how they progress and if they make their trip out to Fort Worth, Texas Tech East. And then guys that you, are, you were hoping to hear back from, um, hoping to see on the field, but didn't TJ Vasher, Xavier White and Krishan Merriweather all did not play. But if they were held out for COVID reasons, the update we got was that there were no active cases, so they could be making the return back if it was a health reason. If not, well, sorry. We know Xavier White was an injury. TJ Fasher, we assumed may have been COVID related, but it wasn't ever confirmed. And then I don't think I heard anything about Krishan Meriwether.
3: No, I, well, he, I think he was injured at the end of the West Virginia game because he came out at the end of that game. So that, that's all I know on that, but I did not see what the injury was or if that was even released. Wouldn't surprise me either way. Yeah.
2: All right. Um, so I, I did a little bit, a little research today on our tragic number. Um, the one that we've been kind of quoting and I updated it. I only looked back at Matt Wells's record versus big 12 teams, his big 12 record in a season and a half. He's played 14 big 12 games. Michael's holding his nose. <laughs> he is three and 11 Texas tech is three and 11 versus big 12 teams under Matt Wells. Those three teams, or I guess the three wins, it's actually two teams. You have one victory over Oklahoma state question mark, and then two over West Virginia. So I feel like we can kind of, you can start to put the trend together as Matt Wells, not my, Matt Campbell has come on for I, Iowa state and had that record over Texas tech. Maybe Matt Wells has this record over Neil Brown, West Virginia. But two two and zero oh versus West Virginia. Other thing to note, important here, Michael pointed
3: out, you were zero and one versus the Kansas Jayhawks. Yes, I, I felt that, that that number needed to be included just to complete the tragic number stats. Yeah, I mean, obviously we're not we're not through the
2: his second season, uh, and he has yet to play Baylor, TCU, Oklahoma State, or Kansas this season, but. Matt Wells' Big 12 win percentage sits at a paltry 27%.
3: Not good. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, speaking of not good, I have a TTU secondary update. (laughs) Texas Tech uh, has joined a group of 102 other teams, so 103 teams have played. The Pac-12 is getting ready to kick off on Friday. I guess I think they're going to have some games Friday. I think Stanford, Oregon plays this weekend. I'm excited about that one. Yeah. 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 And then you e- USC and one of the Arizona's. I can't remember which one Arizona state on the seventh and 11th. That's Saturday morning. Oh man. Uh, just, you know, love, I love PAC 12 football so much. Uh, so I've missed it and I'm ready. But as of now, there's 103 FPS teams that have played, Texas Tech is 99th of 103 with pass with passing yards allowed per game at 339.2 bumped up a couple yards after, after playing uh, the Sooners and not surprisingly uh, previously it was 337.8 per game. And of course, after playing the Sooners, it's 339.2, not, they, they allowed, I mean, it was bad. Let's just, let's just say that, but it wasn't, what cost you the game? I don't think. Like I said, on the instant reaction, it was just, it was really, it boils down to that little 42 and 0 run. That was really <laughs> with, with the nail in the coffin. <laughs> that was a critical moment of the game. When yeah. You gave, yeah, those uh, 42 or those, those six minutes of game time where Tech gave up 21 in a row, was that, that was probably the first nail. And then the the, the additional 21 after that was the you know, that was the second nail and it's only a two nail coffin. I know y'all were wondering, well, what kind of coffin is this? Is this one of those coffins with like 40 nails? Like, nah, this is just two. you don't expect anybody 49. to nails. That's
2: 42 nails.
3: Yeah. All I mean, why, why points. nail the hell out of a coffin when it's going to stay shut? So that's the update on the tech tech secondary.
2: Yeah. Okay. So really quick, going back to the, um, pack 12 schedule on the 7th, Arizona, Utah, Arizona State, USC, UCLA, Colorado. Like It's a full schedule. UCLA, Colorado, Stanford, Oregon, Washington, Cal, Washington State, Oregon State. It's a pretty good opening weekend. Are any of those Pac-12 after darks? Two of them. Uh, Washington, Cal kicks off at 9.30 Central Time. Washington State, Oregon State kicks off at 9.30.
3: So... Those uh, games will be wrapping up, you know, 1 a.m. Central time. I can't wait to fall asleep on the couch halfway through the second quarter.
2: Okay, but, but get this. That Arizona State-USC game is 11 a.m. Central, which means local time. That's a 9 a.m. kickoff for them.
3: They've got to get some eyeballs, man.
2: Finally getting on board. playing uh, a normal schedule. But that means that they're going to have football on uh, like 14 hours of the day for their conference. Like, it will go. 11 a.m. to 1 a.m. Sunday all morning. All Pac-12 all the time. All right. Um, all right, all right, all right. That's enough Pac-12 talk. Oh, no, it's not enough Pac-12, because now we can talk about the the AP top, AP top 25.
3: And there's some Pac-12 participants. I did want to mention, I made a prediction, I think, in our... Uh, message chat with uh, Rob. Rob Bro, host of Rob Bro's College Football Tailgate. Friend of the show, Rob Bro. Saturdays, 10 a.m. to 12 on Talk 1340 a.m. Okay, so <laughs> I made a prediction that after Clemson had a lackluster performance against Boston College with their backup quarterback, that Clemson would drop out. They would no longer be the number one team because I have a... I have a feeling that everyone has a personal agenda to get Alabama number one and Ohio State number two. And I wasn't, I was not correct, but I thought that Alabama would be, I know it was close. Not far off. (laughs) It was a lot closer than I thought it ended up being because I just looked at the rankings first and Mm -hmm. Clemson still won. Alabama's two, Ohio State still three, but, but. <laughs> the points that they they rank these off. Clemson has one thousand five hundred and
2: fifteen points, good for first place. Alabama has one thousand five hundred thirteen points. They are two points two. behind,
3: out of fifteen hundred. I almost predicted that they were going to drop because they didn't win as convincingly as everyone thought they should. And they almost did. They almost dropped to number two. Yeah. Of but, course, Alabama did skunk a, a conference opponent. So that, I mean, yeah. it's not like they played a bad game. Hold on, hold
2: on. Let, 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 let's, not, let's not withhold the name of the team they skunked. Mississippi
3: State. That's true. 41-0. There could be some ties to Texas Tech there, but it's no, it's no not ties. worth mentioning. Um,
2: yeah, I, I think... Like it, it may have been that they Clemson didn't perform as well as they would have, obviously, without Trevor Lawrence. But also, they announced Trevor Lawrence will be out their next game versus Notre Dame, which is a big deal because Notre Dame is fourth. And if he's out, Notre Dame's able to win this game, sets Notre Dame up to win their one and only ACC conference championship. Both are undefeated, both are in the top five. Um, Ohio State. Holding Strong there at, two, at number three at 2-0. Oh. Um, Cincinnati Bearcats, number 6 AM A&M has worked their, their way up. BYU cracks into the top ten. I, I saw some people already already like mad at the uh, the playoff committee for snubbing Cincinnati and or BYU not being able to make it into the playoffs.
3: Um, it's true. I mean, they're not going to make it. I'm- I kind of wonder, you know, Brigham Young has, I don't know why I called him Brigham Young, but nobody calls him that. Anyway, but BYU has pummeled opponents this year. I think they have one of the highest scoring margins outside of like Clemson. I'm surprised that it took this long for them to crack the top 10 in this weird year. I think voters were just so, they were like me with Cincinnati. They were just refusing to believe that the Cougars had it going and wow they are steamrolling people now
2: as an independent they get to set their own schedule and this is a weird year that they have to um play who they can play who they can so their schedule yeah. this year has been navy troy louisiana tech utsa houston texas state western kentucky so far
3: oh yeah <laughs> this a- is like a bad Sun Belt conference <laughs> schedule yeah, because we are not we are not allowed to make fun of the Sun Belt at all. No, anymore. and no. and you'll see why in a few in a few more spots. Um, but then that they they do
2: they do play Boise State on Friday night, which is a top twenty five ranked matchup. They are ninth, Boise State's twenty first. Then they play North Alabama, snooze, and San Diego State, who was good a few years ago. <laughs> so yeah. on their schedule, they had. I mean, the, the Houston game, maybe, and then
3: this Boise State game. They, Houston's probably, on paper, Navy seemed like that would have been a good game, but good Lord. Navy did it not was, practice not. tackling leading up to the season. And it showed. Excuse me. Yes. Yeah, they, just talk on they were unable to do anything. So I, I'm not. Anyway, it's just been interesting to watch them. They've been kind of fun. Uh, I like that they're ahead of. Wisconsin. <laughs> one and o Wisconsin, number ten. <laughs> one and no Wisconsin. <laughs> oh, but we get this O and O Oregon, twelfth. Of course they are. The Ducks. I mean, the Ducks have had a great year. They've really off seasoned. They jumped up two spots, Spencer. They, they were 14 last week. they really happy do. for him. Um, Indiana,
2: they are I mean, they're rolling after that win against Penn State in week one. Um I guess I think they played Rutgers this past weekend. Oklahoma state dropped from six to 14 after losing at home to Texas. Did you see their, their, their video board when Texas was, was attempting a field goal or an extra point? Yes. It was uh, okay. flashing, moving vertical yellow bars that lined up in the kicker's eye
3: with the, with, with the uprights. I didn't know they were moving. Yeah. I just thought they were there. I just thought it was a series of vertical lines. Okay, for those of you, You the video of it, like, I
2: I, I don't know if it's the refresh rate because of the screen and the cameras on, whatever. Um, But they also are moving, like they're like moving to the side. Like, if if you haven't seen it, Oklahoma State has that big video board in in one of their end zones, um, and it's in line with the the uprights for the field goal. And Texas was was attempting a field goal or an extra. I can't remember which, late in the game, and they had this graphic up with it was a it was a black screen with vertical yellow bars that were moving
3: while Texas was attempting the kick. Not sure how that's legal. Not, not sure. Either. I bet it's not after this. And it it was. I I don't I don't like them, but I respect that. That was pretty, pretty gutsy to, to come up with something like that. That's, it's, it's kind well, of, I mean, I guess it's the closest you can come up with is if like when fans do crazy stuff behind the basketball goal. at a Oh, that's fan fantastic throat. though. Those are fun. Yeah. And, but that's, <laughs> that's but often, that's, that's never frowned upon. That's, that's encouraged. That's just part of the game, but, but those I, are I students
2: know. acting, on their yes. own, not the athletic department programming this into their facilities. Yes. I mean, it'd be like, Different ball game. it'd be like, if if the spirit arena turned off the lights right as the free throw was about to be <laughs> attempted,
3: like complete black. Oh, you missed it. Oh man. Sorry about that. Or they just, or they didn't know that they snuck up the big smoke or not the big smoke, but the big flame machine behind them at half court and they just <sighs> hit that off right okay. as he's taking that second dribble. He flinches cause it's so hot. <laughs> uh,
2: anyways. Um, so that opens the door back up for Iowa State. It's still gonna be difficult with a tiebreaker there, but um Iowa State has has a chance. My my coastal Carolina Chanticleers jumped up to 15. Sunbelt, Sunbelt, Fun Belt, man. Fun belt. The aforementioned Iowa State at 17, Oklahoma, mad respect for pummeling Texas Tech, jumped five spots. Yeah. Big road win. USC jumped a spot, not having played a game. Um, Texas went from unranked to twenty second. Auburn Liberty is ranked. You guys, Liberty Hugh Freeze and the Liberty. And those Eagles, I don't know. Liberty twenty fifth. I don't know what they are. It's the nuts. Flames. They're the Flames, Spencer. I should have known
3: that. Anyways, that's our our weekly. Top twenty-five update. I know we got really into it this week. That was just, I don't know. It was fun. It's going to be even more fun next week when the Pac-12 finally plays and they all drop out.
2: Yeah, like all this one maybe. Yeah, all the school like Liberty. um, I mean, I would think at six and zero, Coastal Carolina will hang on,
3: and a five and zero Marshall. uh, But like a two and zero Indiana, maybe not. (laughs) <laughs> How much has it hurt your feelings to see Penn state go from the top 10 to re- others receiving votes in two weeks? Uh, I couldn't care. They, they've they lost two Me straight there. And I thought that was great. And Indiana of course is up there as if they've, Oh yeah, of course we do. Indiana was going to be good. Yeah. I mean for, like, I hate to say it. Like if there's going to be a big 12 school that I would
2: root for, it would be Ohio state. I mean, a Big Ten school. That's what I meant, Big Ten. I I liked Urban Meyer the way he ran the program. I I, I like their offense; they're really good.
3: That's that's attractive to me. Penn State, no Michigan. They've. <laughs> you know what's attractive to me, Lovey Smith with a great white beard. That's what's attractive to me. Okay. So I would I would root for the Illini, even, and I would just get my my heart hurt all the time, and it would be nothing out of the ordinary for me i can handle it you mean the illini what did i say
2: <laughs> the illini it's fine i'm just <laughs> semantics splitting here that's what i do and i get called out for some kind of yeah that's can be obnoxious
3: i understand i get that <laughs> you're, you're fine no call me out on mispronouncing <laughs> stuff because i'm very good at it I'm, pro, I'm prolific
2: so let's talk about the big 12 recap and impressions Kansas State versus West Virginia. I'm sorry. <laughs> Kansas State, West Virginia. West Virginia bounces back, makes their uh, their defeat in Lubbock look even that more puzzling. 37 to 10. They really they really frustrated and confused Kansas
3: State quarterback Will Howard. You know, those those few hours that we had between the end of that game and the beginning of Tech's game against OU were pretty good. Because I got to thinking, you know, West Virginia, maybe they just, maybe they're a pretty good team. And, and Tech was able to figure them out and move the ball on them. And Kansas State hasn't done anything today. I know they're running their backup quarterback, but hey, so's Tech. So I, it was kind of a nice, you know, few hours until uh, S hit the F. <laughs> until like uh, 10 minutes into the
2: first quarter. <laughs> uh, Iowa State picks up a 30 point win at Kansas 52-22. They put up the second Ooh. most points in the conference this weekend.
3: Yeah, that is not a team that I thought would ever score in the 50s. No.
2: Now, so here here's what it was like like 35 or something in the fourth quarter and then they scored like those last 17 points real quick on like short fields or turnovers or, or kicks or something. Um, Cause I always say it's not a quick score offense and they would not have poured it on, you know, three scores in half a quarter against Kansas late, unless something else was happening. Like, this is not like Matt Campbell saying, get out there and run it score.
4: up. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Thank them Try to forget. stop me. Yeah, no, it's not, that's not his MO No, Cause we've seen him hold back against tech. Um, everybody expects Kansas to lose out. There's no, there's no style points. And, beating up on kansas um so yeah tcu at baylor this was a strange one because t tcu built up a 30 was it 30 0 or 37 30 to 7
3: it was 30 yeah, 30- yeah, to 0
2: yeah 30 Baylor didn't
3: score until about 30 seconds left in the second quarter so it was 30 to 0 uh almost at halftime game
2: ends up 33 23 uh, Baylor made a really interesting game out of it in the second half. Um, I mean, Baylor looks so, so bad in that first half, which gives me a little confidence. But then, I mean, they were a- able to put 20 points in the, in the second or sorry, 23 points total. Um, but yeah, like when they were down 30 to zero, it was like, oof. so maybe TCU is better than we thought. Maybe Baylor's even worse than we thought. That was an inter- interesting game. Texas and Oklahoma state went to overtime. Uh, Texas ends up pulling this one out, forty-one thirty-four. Oklahoma State did not look interested in winning this game in overtime.
3: They That's were. what I kept hearing. I, we were out running errands and stuff, so I missed. I missed the end of that game, and that may have been why I missed the first scoring, the first of four scoring drives of the day.
4: I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom.
3: indeed.com slash match terms and conditions apply need to hire you need indeed
0: Ah. the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center thanks to Carvana.
2: it doesn't get any better than this
0: your favorite seat's the best spot in the house make it even better by entering your license plate or vin and getting a real offer in minutes
2: there really is no place like home
0: you should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be.
3: For tech with my recording, but yeah, that's what I kept seeing is just Oklahoma <laughs> State just k- kind of kept calling weird plays and I, I nothing they weren't doing anything to help themselves win the game and what was it a texas was able to attempt a field goal to go into overtime was that it
1: maybe that did was oklahoma kick. state
3: uh, maybe oklahoma state had to attend uh attempt to fill goal to go to overtime but either way i just heard it was kind of weird yeah i
2: i, I was running around too um leading up to the, the texas tech game and then of course oklahoma at texas tech Sixty-two twenty-eight. Um, so I want to get into this. It's something I, I kind of thought of late, and maybe we'll do this every week, or maybe it's going to be a flop. We're going to do Spencer's hot slash cold takes, where I give Michael a take, he tells me if it's hot or cold. So Michael, you ready? Oh, I'm ready. I think I've got four here. Okay, here we go. Because they put up more points versus Iowa State, Kansas is a better football team than Texas Tech
3: hot or cold. Okay. Okay. Before, before I go too far into this, (laughs) just a reminder (laughs) that coastal Carolina, a team that we made fun of for beating Kansas has gone on to win five more and they are six and Oh currently ranked number 15 in the country. Just throwing that out there. Just reminding everyone. Uh, but that is a cold take my friend. Oh, okay. That's cold. There's no way Kansas is better than tech. They just lost their best player. It's true. Puka's gone. Puka's gone. I, I, I think but, he would maybe still have a case if Puka was still there, but he's not. And West Virginia just completely destroyed him in tech, beat West Virginia. So that there's my reasoning. That's, that's all I've got. Counter that really quickly
2: without their best player on offense, they put up
3: more points versus Iowa state than Texas tech did. Yes, but the game was out of hand, possibly. During some of those, some of those scores. Well, that that's when Tech scored their second time was when the game was out of hand.
2: Yeah. Anyways, anyways, okay. <laughs> Texas Tech is better this year if you look at the Oklahoma game because they lost by 34 points this year as opposed to 39 points last year. Is Tech better based on their performance versus Oklahoma? <laughs> 5 points. Um, if if Texas Tech can continue that 5 point trend, <laughs> it will
3: only take 7 more years to defeat Oklahoma. Solely by looking at that stat. <laughs> yes. That is a hot take, my friend. Yes. Because OU was a playoff team. Now granted it was it was in Norman last year. Uh you know, Jed Duffy finally he didn't get the start, but he got to play. We had the Jackson Tyner experience there for a little bit, but it was—I I th- I kind of think you're onto something. Um, we we didn't lose as badly, but we lost to a worse team by less, and we were was and at home. Texas Tech was uh, at home. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm still okay. That's still hot.
2: That's a hot okay. take. Kansas State is way overrated. Look, they just
3: lost to a trash West Virginia team. They also lost to who was the first team they played? Arkansas State. Arkansas State. Um, that's a hot take. Yes. I hate to, I hate to agree with it because <laughs> I want them to be good. I like Kansas State, but they I, they're not. They are way overrated right now, or I guess they were leading up to the West Virginia game. And I think it's a lot to do with quarterback play. It's unfortunate, but it's true. I think Thompson. People took for granted what he Mm -hmm. was able to do back there. And now they're realizing that he was he was um, he was a oh, not a game manager. I hate when people use that term, but he was just able to move the football. He was a more valuable quarterback than he got credit for.
2: Agreed. Last one. Texas is back. (sighs) This is all based on this past weekend schedule. They defeated the conference-leading Oklahoma
3: State Cowboys on the road. Is I'm going to counter your Texas. I'm going to say Texas back is a cold take because I'm going to counter that with, is Oklahoma State that good? Spencer Sanders is not as good as he, like,
2: as good as they are, it's almost like in spite of Spencer Sanders, which is a strange thing to say. Like, the quarterback <laughs> of their offense, of their, their team, is almost like it's hindering them they so they've got great receivers and they've got a, obviously a great running back, but like he's just not very good. We wouldn't know how that felt. No. All right. So I, I like that. Let's, I, let's see if I can do that again next week. All <laughs> right, see all right, well, I'll roll with you. All right. So the kickoff time for Baylor. So that's on the 14th, not this weekend versus TCU, but next weekend set for 3 PM on Fox sports
3: one, FS one. Michael, what channel is that on? That is on your Suddenlink channel 264. <laughs> All right. I made that up. Don't, no, Nobody looked that up. 3 p.m. No, Central. No matter where you live. If if you live in uh, Winnipeg, it's channel 264. It's fine. Just just plug it in. It's a good call out. Um, yeah, home game.
2: Uh, after the time change, it'll be a good late afternoon game. This is my favorite time of the year with the with the late afternoon early sunset games big fan um all right and then the schedule for this weekend you've got west virginia at texas
3: could be a sneaky good game um no yeah it's so (laughs) no i'm with you i i don't know i'm I'm making a face because it's so hard to tell i have no idea what west virginia team's going to show up yeah 11 texas team for that matter 11 can can score the football but sheesh i have no idea (laughs) <laughs> yeah
2: both teams have been inconsistent about which which team shows up um yeah west virginia at texas 11 a.m on abc game of the week kansas at oklahoma what do you think that points like w- without looking what do you think that, that point spread is
3: it's at oklahoma i'm gonna say oklahoma like minus 27 and a half really i would have gotten bigger like 40 do you know what it is no but i'm gonna, I'm gonna look right now Okay, while you were looking, I want to mention that uh, you may have already said, but that game was on ESPN2. I think I read just today that it was flexed to ESPN. And I don't know if flex is the correct term when why? it's Kansas versus OU. But why did they get the I, bump? Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure what happened with, with that, but Ugh. maybe just because it's OU. I found it. Now it's close. What'd you have? Oklahoma.
2: So I, I said minus 40 or 42. They have right now currently minus thirty eight. Oh yeah, you were way closer than me. Texas Tech at TCU, um, which we'll talk about here in a little bit. TCU is a home favorite of about ten points. Oklahoma State on the road. Kansas State. Again, if the if the right Kansas State team shows up, this could be another sneaky good game. It, it's another um, hurdle for Oklahoma State if they're going to be competing for the the conference title uh kansas state needs to win this if they want to have any kind of hopes in it which is difficult saying that because they're relying on a backup freshman quarterback but yeah baylor at iowa state i after seeing how they struggled at um or versus tcu this one could be
3: not so much fun for baylor oh no i know um they were i mean we'll talk about this a little bit but holy cow did TCU figure out how to run the ball on Baylor yeah I, they, and Iowa State has one of if not i mean we're i know we're talking close with Chuba Hubbard and everybody Puka's gone so Iowa State may have the the best running back in the Big 12 not named Chuba Hubbard maybe just the best running back in the Big 12 period yeah i i, I
2: without looking at their stats i'd say Brees Hall has to be at least one a you know if not like a clear number one which i I don't think there would be um he's at least up there with chuba hubbard yep i would agree with that all right before we do the tcu preview michael do you have anything else
3: i did i wanted to remind you guys that the wait is finally over it feels like we've been saying this every week for the last 6 or 8 weeks. It's because sports have been coming back slowly, much surely, but it's true. With baseball uh, coming back in July, the NBA, NFL, college football, NHL was came and went somewhere during that <laughs> the Stanley uh, Cup you know, Stanley Cup cocky. was won by Tampa. Yeah, apparently apparently my home state team was in the Stanley Cup. I'm convinced that the only people I've ever met that in, enjoy and watch and our fans of the stars grew up in Dallas. I was one. You were one. Are you, but, but, but do you, are you a fan of the stars?
2: I, as much as a hockey fan as I, I am, it's only because I, I was exposed to the stars winning the Stanley cup when I was like nine or 10 years old. There you go. That's, and that's my point. <laughs> and they brought the Stanley cup to my elementary school. So
3: I got to go up and see it and touch it. It's really, I cool. have yet to meet anyone who watches hockey in person. Oh no. That didn't grow up in Dallas. Yeah. I'm not, uh, my, my friends in Abilene, we were not Dallas stars fans at, at Marco high school. So anyway, so much, many uh, other things to watch. <laughs> yeah. We, we were too busy watching other stuff. Uh, football's in full effect. Many teams are strutting their stuff. You may not be at a game this year, but you can still be on the action at Bet Online. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on everything imaginable this season, from game spreads and teams totals to player and coaching props. Bet Online gives you more options to wager than any place online. Head to Bet Online today. Use promo code Armchair. That's A R M C H A I R to take advantages of all of the great sign-up bonuses. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Guys
2: listen up manscaped release a new product the weed whacker the nose and ear hair trimmer michael i have to confess something to you yes i felt so old this week i bought a generator and i used a <laughs> nose hair trimmer i've reached fact, f- full I've adulthood. Used a nose hair
3: trimmer for years <laughs> <laughs>
2: and let me tell you man this first week has been quite an adjustment like huh there's nothing there no booger traps. You really in- notice on a cold day. <laughs> yeah, just breathing in cold air. Guys, take a look in the mirror, and I guarantee you'll see hair sticking out of those holes. It's time to keep your ear and nose hair looking as nice as everywhere else. Manscaped is forever changing the grooming game with their weed whacker. This device has their proprietary skin safe technology, which you can find also on their lawnmower 3.0. If you check out one. Lawn- not lawnmower manscape.com. You can find all of their great products, the weed whacker, the lawnmower, their nails, nails kit. Yeah. Um, Deodorants, uh, testy toners, colognes, boxers, all good stuff. And guys, as a listener of the show or girls, if you want to buy it for yourself or your man, As a listener of the show, you get 20% off and free shipping when you use the code armchair at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. Use promo code armchair. What are you waiting for? Go whack your weeds. Right. Let's get into quickly the TCU preview. So TCU is two and three on the season. They have the strangest two and three record. Michael.
3: Yes, which you found this out. They are two yeah. and O on the road, and 0 yes. and three at home. And the and the two and O on the road, one of them includes Ed, uh Daryl K Royal, which is supposed to be really hard to play in. I would imagine even in COVID years. Of course, that's the only way Tech can beat Texas too. Is it is an awesome? Yeah. So <laughs> what do I know? Yeah, but two and O on the road. Uh, they're both both of their wins at Texas and Baylor, and then 0 and three at home, like you mentioned including a very close 34-37 loss to Iowa State, a 14-21 loss to Kansas State, and a 14-33 loss to Oklahoma. So respectable loss against Oklahoma, but of course Oklahoma's been kind of up and down this year. So I feel like we say that about every single team. There's no clear Mm-mm. front runner in the Big 12. It's fun as a fan. It's kind of disheartening as a, a fan of a certain team, but it's just... As as a guy who's not tied to conference success, this has just kind of been of a, a, a fun year. So I'm not sure what to think of that. You, you know, going into this game, it it kind of seems like they're due for a home win, if you ask me. Yep. And uh, that kind of be where I'm headed this week. I'm I'm still unsure on it. Uh, Dugan Dugan has has done enough to you know keep his his team going you've got some good stats here he's 94 of 138 68% passing they obviously don't ask him to do a lot I mean, he's, he's only passed 138 times in 5 games yeah he's only you know completed
2: or I guess completed passes or passed for 1000 yards in 5 games so he's barely eking out 200 yards a game um, 5 games 5 touchdowns so
3: their offense is not through the air no. And Baylor found that out firsthand because TCU rushed for 285 yards last week against Baylor. They averaged 5.6 yards per carry. Devin Barlow is a grown man. He's just a freshman, but he's 5'11, 204. Uh, he put down 117 yards himself. Now, that is skewed a little bit because one of his carries was for 74 yards, but. The The thing to, to kind of look at for the, the way T.C. was able to move the ball, uh, Zach Evans, another running back that came in, with uh, Foster came in, both of those guys, uh, Evans had a run for 33, Foster had a run for 10, Duggan had a run for 13, I mean they were gashing Baylor with the running game. Fantastic autoplay ads. Love it. <laughs>
4: Try
2: to I some was, stats.
3: I was I was kind of worried about that because I, I thought, you know, I haven't looked up text run defense this year in a while because it fortunately it hasn't been too terrible. I think they did allow quite a bit against OU. But I think they're in the fifties. They were fifty-seven or so, so that's kind of right in the middle of the pack on run defense. Not the worst thing you, you would expect, but I think TCU will be able to expose what weaknesses tech has on the run defense and that may be kind of a an anomaly this week they may be able to run 250 on tech who knows yeah i mean
2: it's so strange i think like cuz as long as i've known tcu football they've been a, a pass heavy team oh well, yeah um, and they've got really talented running backs and that's not unusual they've usually had like one really good guy um, whether it was the the five-star transfer from Nebraska, uh, Green. Now it's Zach Evans, who's a five-star recruit that they got out of high school. Um, they are just really good on the ground this year. Um, when they do go to the air, I mean, they've got three receivers that... Uh, I, I, I they, they have one, like, number one target. His name is, is Tay, Ty Barber. I don't know if it's Tay. It's probably Ty. Uh, 24 catches for 254 yards good for 10 a little over 10 yards 10.6 yards per catch two touchdowns Quentin Johnston 12 catches for 224 yards almost 19 yards per catch one touchdown Blair Conright 13 catches 184 yards 14 yards per catch one touchdown if it's not one of those three guys it's gonna be on the ground and if it's, if it's gonna be on the ground I mean, they've got, like I said, those two good running backs and then Dugan Duggan is also an efficient
3: runner. Yes. And he's, he uh, takes good care of the football. I, I know you had this written down, but I don't think you mentioned it, that he only has one interception on the year. Which happens when you don't throw it a whole bunch. But I mean, yeah, I mean one, that's inter- true. one interception in 138 attempts is not bad. Yeah. I mean, tech had two interceptions in four attempts or whatever that was. Those were tipped though. I have a hard time. I know. I, I know. I have a hard time I'm blaming. not, I'm not bagging on Columbia. I'm just talking about the <laughs> luck of it all. It's, but it's, it can, you know, it can still bite you. So it was, it, that was something I was surprised to see because he's been pretty fumble prone in, you know, uh, different years. So, uh, that's something that, Tech may not be able to rely on or, you know, I don't know if they have been relying on that anyway, It's getting a turnover on defense. But I I was surprised to see how well that he had taken care of the football.
2: Yeah. Um, you want to get to our picks, Michael? The, the line is at minus nine for TCU. So uh, just about 10 points over under at 61 and a half. I think Tech can keep it close and cover. And I'll say TCU wins by a touchdown or less like six or seven points.
3: Yeah. I'm, I'm going to say that tech covers as well. And the the two games that TCU won, they scored 33. I'm going to predict that TCU will win. I, I think they will be able to move the the ball on the, on the red Raiders. Um, Patterson always has an ability to slow down this offense they're not world beaters right now. That's defense. Uh, TCU's defense, of course, they've allowed quite a few. You know, they allowed 37 against Iowa State. Of course, that was their first game of the year. They did hold Oklahoma to 33, which I would call a moral victory. But they, uh, you know, they are limiting teams to I believe it was 370 ish yards. So, uh, you know, if Tech's unable to move the football against these guys, which is possible, then it it could be kind of rough. But the games that they won, TCU scored 33 points. So back to what I was saying, I've got TCU winning 33-28, and that would, of course, have Tech covering. I don't and got I'm T- taking the under on this as well. Yeah,
2: I, I, I'm also taking the under. I'm taking Texas Tech to cover, but not win. I, I think it's, it's possible. Um, Texas Tech has been fairly good against the run. Um, it does scare me that, like this might be the week that Dugan Duggan figures it out through the air or not that, not that he struggles, but that they're able to be effective and efficient enough through the air that if Texas tech is good enough on the, on the rush defense, that doesn't really matter or affect the outcome of the game. So anyways, I've got TC winning, uh, like I said, about a touchdown 31, 24. Pretty close one. Uh, Cause Texas tech has just not shown its ability to, to score lots of points. Um, and like you said, when DC is winning
3: games, they're, it's low 30s. I mean, they, yes, well, as,
2: as, as, as the most they've scored is 34 points.
3: Yeah, and, and Tech's defense is still allowing... It's probably above 95% now because they allowed 9-for-9 nine nine red Ooh. zone scores last week. Uh, and it was 95% before that game, so they're probably that probably bumped him up a little bit. So if TCU gets in the red zone, there's a very, very good chance. They're going to go ahead and get three or seven on the board. Yeah.
2: So just for reference sake, I am one, two, three, four, five and one on my picks on the year. Michael is six and Oh, our red Raiders of course are two and four. Um, we split, um,
3: on our preseason predictions. I picked a loss. Michael picked a win. um, This game going back on it. Yeah, I'm I'm picking a loss now against TCU right now. So I, I may I may change my mind against Baylor next week because I had Baylor penciled in as a loss when we did this in September. So as did I, Uh, but I think Baylor may be
2: up there with Kansas as a as a very winnable game. Yep, I I think I'm with you. All right, Um, let's get on to questions and what we learned.
0: Now, are these really the questions that I was called here to
3: answer?
4: Who's in the box? Oh, what's in the box? I'm on burgundy?
3: Damn it! Who
4: typed a question mark on the teleprompter? You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You to... want answers? I want the truth!
1: You can't handle the truth!
2: So, question Michael. Yes. Who is leading?
3: The votes in the state of Oregon. (laughs) I'm kidding. Oh, yeah. I Um, forgot. Oh, yeah. Our election coverage. Oh, guys, I've done so terrible at this. Um, I don't know, but I can give you the results of the poll that we had. Earlier today, I put out a poll because in the spirit of election season, I thought this would be an interesting one. Since 2017, Texas Tech football is five and ten in big 12 road games, including a TCU win in 2018. and That was an ugly game. (laughs) Do they win Saturday in Fort Worth? And right now, my friends, there's still 14 hours left on this poll as of this moment, but it is pretty close to it's, it's too close to call. Too close to call. We've got, um, yes, Texas tech will win on Saturday at 46.2% and no at 53.8. So there's, quite a few believers out there. I don't blame you. I think it's very close. And, um, I, I, I'm not surprised by the point spread, but I think tech can keep it closer than, than the nine that they were, they were favored. Yeah.
2: Um, we do have a couple of questions on this thread. Kyle Lang in is a, is a talent gap between tech and the better teams in the conference. Is there a talent gap? Sorry, I read that wrong. Is there a talent gap between Texas Tech and the better teams in the conference? I would say absolutely.
3: Yes.
2: (laughs) If so, can transfers bridge the gap until they can get better recruits into the program? No, because I don't think you can reliably count on landing enough talented transfers to make up the difference. You can maybe think, mask a position or two.
3: Yeah, like, um, well, like Merriweather of, and schooler coming in. Of course, schooler coming in was a totally different circumstance. You wouldn't get a Colin schooler coming in probably on a normal year. But Merriweather's a JUCO transfer, so yeah, like that's, he's yeah. more like a
2: like a traditional like a JUCO recruit. I, I, I don't consider JUCO players transfers as much as I would like Zach McPherson, who's been. I would say above average transfer for texas tech um it's colin schooler I, i'd say below well i mean rated above average yeah yet. uh in terms yeah. of production I'd, I'd say below average colin schooler yeah. i think because of the hype he came in with maybe that's because we, we i mean we were involved in that as much as anybody else <laughs> um hasn't performed on that level but to be fair texas tech does have a really talented group of linebackers around him um, Tyree Wilson, A and I mean, he helped fill in for Tony Bradford, but like, let's consider that he's a, a a talented transfer from a Power Five program who is a backup for a freshman.
3: Um, so I is, I just I don't just kind think. of confusing on the defensive side of the ball. You you, you feel like on the offense, offenses to me more difficult scheme and plays and, you know, kind of where you're supposed to be defense is a thing that you should be able to pick up quicker even in a, in a new system. So that kind of leads me to believe it's ability.
2: Excuse me. I would say like most defenses, like you're running on the very, like very similar principles that I think are more shared between defensive philosophies than, offensive principles, like every position group, every position, every offense, I, I every player I think has a, a base set of fundamentals. You can kind of lean back on. I just think it's more universal philosophy to philosophy on the defensive side than offense that a guy can come in. Oh, this is a cover three play. Great. I got it. Whereas, Oh, this is a, this is a shotgun mesh concept, but, you know, whatever, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, finally, will this staff survive long enough to benefit from their better recruiting classes? Great
3: question. I have no idea. Um, I mean, I definitely know, not know. I don't know anything, but I feel pretty strongly that we will see Matt Wells through the end of next year. And that's, I don't think that's anything's guaranteed beyond that. I aside and, from his paycheck,
2: <laughs> unless I mean I I get that a lot of people were upset this weekend. Um, I don't think the result versus Oklahoma was going to affect his job status, um, despite what a lot of people are saying or that we're hearing about. Um, but it could be games like against TCU or Baylor or Kansas on the schedule this year that could affect whether or not Matt Wells makes it through year two. I think it's very unlikely anything happens at the end of this year. I think there are too many circumstances um, that you just can't overlook and say, well, no, you didn't get it done a year two. You're gone. Um, I think the West Virginia help the West Virginia win helped tremendously. Um, and then if you can get two more of the four on your schedule, I think you feel pretty I wouldn't say you feel pretty good, but I think a lot more of the fan base has walked off the ledge of fire Matt Wells. Now that would get him another year, another class, more time to develop and recruit. So three years of like next year, you know, assuming everything like doesn't just completely fall apart this year, this season. I mean, you've got to see a lot more improvement both on the field and, from
3: the coaches like I, I think I, so too just more consistency
2: yeah which goes into the next question which we I guess we we missed this question or failed to an- answer it our apologies red red recent man he asked on Halloween so this would have been after the Oklahoma game legit question is Yost unhappy in Texas I don't know well enough to answer that seems like for an offensive guru his play calling is basic as best is he trying to get fired so he can go somewhere else I don't think anybody actively (laughs) tries to get fired because if they don't like the job, they can just resign.
3: Well, unless you're George Costanza and you drag like the, the world series trophy around in your car in the parking (laughs) lot. But yeah, I don't, I don't think he's, he may not be happy, but I seriously doubt he's actively trying to get fired. Uh, What was, I can't remember what was he, was he an offensive coordinator before he came to Tech? I, I thought that he kind of stepped down for a little bit after he left Utah State. Wasn't there kind of a, a period where he coached receivers somewhere? Or yeah, he was at he was
2: at Missouri, uh, Washington State, Oregon, but I think they were all like position coaches. I think they were either quarterback yeah. or wide receiver coaches, but not offensive coordinator.
3: Yeah, so th- th- there could be something to. Uh, you know, maybe take it a few years off from that, from those duties. He may not have caught back up yet. I'm not sure, but yeah, I, I don't know. I I doubt he's trying to get fired or, but who knows if he's, if he's happy or not. All
2: right. Hot take question coming in from Robert at RP Texan. There's a reason Bowman was QB one for three season opening games. I think, this is what he's saying, I think Tech is better with Bowman starting. If his ankle is healthy, assuming it is, should Bowman be starting? No. I don't think the inefficiency we've seen on offense was injury-related because that preceded his injury. I I think we saw enough offensive ineffectiveness before he went down versus
3: Kansas state to say that was a health reason. You know, I'm not sure. I'm not so sure about that because he did. I mean, they, yeah, Houston Baptist was not great. That was first game of the year. You can kind of talk some of that away. He played pretty, he played well for probably three fourths of the game against Texas. But, but yes, I mean, his really bad game was when he came back with, uh, that ankle may have still been bothering him, but I, I don't think that on the counterpoint of this, that we can look at what happened Saturday and think that Bowman playing that game would have changed a whole lot. No, I, I don't that's, think that's where my head goes. I don't think um,
2: there would have been a change in the outcome of the game if there was a different quarterback than Columbia starting. Now, we did see um, a significant at least look in the offense when Columbia was in. Um, We backed it up with stats, and we said it it makes no sense why Columbia's not playing – but yeah, I mean, you then have to go back. It was like, well, what were we not seeing that kept Bowman as the starter and practice or scrimmagers or whatever it was? Um, whereas you know we've got Columbia that has more experience in the system, was recruited by Matt Wells and his staff previously, and yet didn't get more of a shot at starting than he did. So I. Like I said, I, I tend to think it's more mental, like it's a long-term it health-related, but I think it's more mental than, than physical. Like I don't think it's a f- physical body part keeping Bowman from being a better quarterback, but I think it may be psychological in that like he's not able to go out there 100% thinking the next hit could end my career. Sure, And right. this, is, this is Spencer projecting, not anything I've ever heard from him or being reported on. So, all right, Michael, let's wrap this up with, well, hold on. I, I assume that was the last question. I didn't even look. <laughs>
3: yes, that was, that was the last one.
2: All right, uh, let's get to what we learned. What did we learn, Palmer? I don't know, sir. I don't know either all right Michael yes I this is much more what we learned but I have a question this is okay. a, a philosophical philosophical no philosophical um not, not even philosophical going back in the way back time machine this is when I need Clint's time machine roll this back to Spencer on Twitter 2010 okay What were we doing where we could have been misconstrued as eating up Tommy Tarrill's championship barbecue sauce?
3: I don't know. Um, I did not have Twitter until I'll have to check 2013. I think was when I finally created one. And so I've, I was not, I was not tweeting about Tommy Tuberville on Twitter. So we had an interaction this weekend during the game.
2: It started during the game. Um, There's a local individual that tweeted out that there should be a collect call, which there's plenty of, there's plenty to, to dissect there. Making collect calls from Lubbock to Mount Vernon. Now, if you're not familiar with who or what is in Mount Vernon, Art Bryles finally landed a coaching job. And it's at Mount Vernon High School. This is second year, I believe. I believe so. Um, And I think they're doing pretty, I think they're 6-0 or 7-0 on the year. Um, So props, way to go. Coach Art Bryles. But the implication there was that Texas Tech should fire Wells and go after Art Briles right then in the middle of uh, a Bill Coleman game. So I responded and said, "Hey, you know, if this is your take, well, no, I I I, I quote you. That. It's like if this is your take, m- maybe you should reconsider. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I, I can't remember exactly my words. I'm not going to look it up because we had enough back and forth that it's going to be further down than I care to scroll." but then he goes on to, to say that, that fans like me or that I was clamoring for more Tommy Tuberville and his championship barbecue sauce. I have no idea what that reference means to be honest. Um, and that I want a decade more of really crappy football. I know like, again, it, if he'd been paying any attention, I've probably been more on the side of firing Matt Wells than anybody in our group. Um, because I want to get better. Now what I want a Tupperville 2.0, not necessarily unless he can bring in some really great coordinators, because the one thing Tommy Tupperville was good at was rec- recruiting really, really top talented classes. Um, part of that was with uh, Robert Prunty, um, who was not a very good position coach, but he, as a recruiter, Top notch. Prunty was able to land some really great recruits. You had your best recruiting classes under Tuberville. You had guys like Amaro, um, Kenny Williams, DeAndre Washington, Jakeen Grant, Bradley Marquez, guys that have gone and have professional playing careers recruited under Tuberville. Um oh, And I think that we saw his talent under Cliff Kingsbury was a pretty good team in 2000. 2000- 12 until it wasn't. <laughs> so anyways, m- my point is I don't know where he got, got off and saying I, I wanted more Tommy Tupperville, except I would want a Tupperville level recruiter with somebody that can put all that together on the field, which we haven't seen since Leech, who was also not a good recruiter.
3: Right. And we may be seeing our best recruiter since, Tupperville, at least as a head coach, Matt, it's still too early to tell for sure. Well, he has recruited very, very well. Early returns. Yes. He's a better recruiter than Kingsbury. Yes. Kind of a low bar. And, you know, I love my guy, but especially those last few years. So, yeah, that was, that was what we learned. We, we learned that um, if you criticize someone for Insinuating that Lubbock should be calling our Bryles to come save the football team, that they will immediately assume that you want nothing but more Tommy Tuberville years, or we should call him actually um, Senator Tommy Tuberville.
2: Yes, election update. That is our election update. <laughs> we actually had one. <laughs> He's been uh, projected He's been to, to be- win his state senate seat. Um. But yeah. I. I I'm not even sure. Like we've spent too much time on this already. I'm not even sure what again. What Tommy Tuberville Championship Barbecue Sauce
3: even means? I don't know either. And he used it a lot. And he used it on Facebook too. Yeah, um, he, used, he used that phrase several times, and I, I'd never seen it before in my life until that day. And then I saw it a lot. It's not too much. No. I never I hope to never see it again because I don't I
2: don't even know what that means. We're not even huge fans of barbecue sauce, period. No, good good barbecue does not does not need sauce.
3: <laughs> Where they that even come from?
2: <sighs> All right. Um, guys, we'll we'll catch you on on the on the instant reaction. That'll do it this week for us on the 23 Personnel podcast. Check us out, like I said, Saturdays 10 to noon on kkaam.com. Talk 1340, 1340 AM or on a 1340 mobile app. For Michael, I'm Spencer. We'll catch you next time.
1: Thank you for listening to the 23 Personnel podcast and sharing our fandom for the Texas Tech Red Raiders. You can connect with us on Twitter at 23Personnel, Spencer at PuntSuck, and Michael at Michael underscore LBK. And find even more great content over on StakingThePlanes.com. Help us out by rating the show and leaving a review on iTunes and subscribe on whatever channel you listen to podcasts. Remember to tell your friends about the show. The guys will be back next week with another episode. And until then, guns up and let the tortillas fly.